G'day and welcome back to the shed of basketball truth that is Studio 3 for Ball Don't Lie Australia. It is that time of the month. We've got Anthony Kopskis. Well, I say Anthony Kopskis, soon to be Anthony Cameron <laughs> on the show. And also, of course, Jared Pickering, Jared Pickering joining him. Boys, welcome back. Oh, it's great to be here. Yep, happy to be here again with Ant. And a huge uh, congratulations to you. It's it's been a month for you. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of things happening. New house, uh, new new fiance, I guess. I haven't had any old fiancés <laughs> or houses, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's happening. So um, kind of getting to that stage in life, I guess that these things um, start to um, line up. Mm-hmm. And have we checked in on Timmy? Uh, we have. He um, he seems to be struggling, but. Mainly missing Anna, not me. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> also uh, the carpool though. I think he's gonna the petrol's gonna start adding up, you know? Uh, when, uh, yeah. and you work in the banking system. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Mr. Pickering, any amazing life changes in the last uh month or so? Not just sun starting rugby league under six tag Ooh. this coming week. So we're all fired up. I can't wait to see some um see some updated <laughs> videos yeah thanks to his mum he has headgear for tag under six rugby so there you go you can get tagged in the head <laughs> <laughs> i'm more worried about him running into the goalpost. <laughs> <laughs> just ask chris crawford you can get tagged in the head <laughs> for sure all right boys let's let, let's get into today's show we've got a bit on uh cheeky breakdown um come to you first of course brought today's show is brought to you by dr electrician covering all areas of brisbane and of course north adelaide um today's show we've got some nba1 signings we've got some boomers talk uh we've got some nbl uh nbl awards and playing predictions and of course finals and of course we've got a bit of coach's corner i've got jared is going to give us one of his basketball crackpot theories um and then we'll i uh, guess it's that time of the year when we'll talk about what we didn't hate about all-star weekend and we'll finish up of course with a bit of crackum brought to you thanks to the lovely people at the local card shop of woolen gabba but first before we get to any of that capitals community day gentlemen it is literally tomorrow this will air tomorrow so uh, if you're listening to this uh, in the morning, get down to Orky. Get down to Orkinflower. Yeah, there'll be um there'll be a barbecue on all day. Uh there's there's a lot of junior games and then and then the uh Caps NBL one. So get down and uh grab a snag and, and come in and have a watch. It's for everything it it's free to come and watch and then I think I I think they're raising money potentially with the snags. I'm not hundred percent sure, but well, sure should be, be a fundraising good day. for something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I, I will hopefully be there and uh, having some chats with coaches and other players at different points in the game and uh, we'll live stream some of it, but it, the games themselves won't be uh broadcast like like we normally do at CAP, so you'll have to get down there and uh, enjoy the show live. Or at uh, Orkinflower Stadium. Yeah, come and come and enjoy the last that the last time in those grandstands too, because they'll um they'll be getting sectioned off uh, very soon. I think it might even be next week. So yeah, it's um exciting times at the at Orkinflower, but yeah, we'll we'll have a good weekend and then hopefully a good season ahead. Indeed, indeed, and don't worry, we'll we will uh, talk more caps by the end of the evening. I'm 
sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Look, a couple of NBL signings. Um, Spartans have been uh, dropping them hot and heavy over the last 24 hours. I'm sure they're not um, – some of them, for example, like Kalani Purcell, that's you know, returning for the Spartan women. Uh, that's not a great shock. Um, and, of course, Mitch Norton and Tyrell Harrison signing for the dark side as well, boys. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a big dynamic duo, and like it'll be interesting to see how they go. I haven't seen Mitch play at this level for for a while. Like since I think the last time I played against him, it would have been probably twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen um, when he was playing for Townsville. But yeah, he's had a spectacular season. So I'm kind of uh, really interested to see what, how he um, kind of transitions over to that NBL one level if he takes more of a lead role than. He has in the NBL. And speaking of spectacular seasons, Harrison um, mm. had, had just off the back of an excellent NBL season and now coming over to NBL one where you get the recency bias where you go, you know, you start to forget who's where and we're still finalizing all the rosters, but certainly an, uh, an imposing presence uh, inside in the NBL one North uh, at Southern districts this season. Yeah. He's going to be, like three inches taller than anyone else in the league. You know, like just that size advantage alone is going to get him an extra like four rebounds and 10 points. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be scary to watch. And um, if you're in opposition, um, especially if you're trying to scout, scout yeah. and come up with uh, plans to deal with that. But uh, especially if you've got to play him three times this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And from Must everything, be tough. everything I've heard, they are, they are not done yet announcing mm. uh, yeah the from what i hear there's there's a couple of teams around the league who aren't quite done yet yeah. either so uh one of those teams i have heard uh some few more whispers about is of course the the salties um and they've signed uh or they've announced verl williams will be coming up from rip city and he of course had that just disgusting uh maneuver and dunk last yeah. season it was just glorious the way it was uh th- that one was shot yeah especially for a guy that's like what would you say Verl's like five eight yeah yeah, yeah. I-, I tower over him that it's, that's it was ridiculous yeah. yeah and i think the list of people i tower over is Verl, and then uh was it uh michael fleming from yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you give yourself lucky den or no uh you wouldn't say tower over look he, he's a good friend of the show so uh, i'm not going to be that uh that, that disrespectful with my words let's just say there was a height differential <laughs> <laughs> but uh interesting well going it down i can't really think of a better place for someone that sort of plays off crowd energy you know we had the opportunity to go there last year and um they certainly have a very good atmosphere at the nbl one level um, so I think it's kind of a match made in heaven in terms of what he can bring in terms of excitement. Yeah, yeah, very up tempo style of play with Verl. So him and Deborah off the bench, I would think, would be a um, quite a sight to see. It's Coach Ant checking in. Yeah, and look, that was a really unpleasant trip for uh, yes All, for the Capitals in general. Yeah. Or just yeah, just. No, I just said we had the opportunity to go. <laughs> really bad for us, and then yeah, kind of that season-ending injury for Kabila as well. So. Yeah, yeah so, certainly was not a um a good roadie. No, not for the caps, yeah. not for the caps. But uh, that's all right. That's all right. It's it's in the past now. We'll, that's it. We'll move on. We'll move on. 
And uh, look, speaking of in the past, um, the Boomers almost uh, almost put in the rear vision mirror by Korea there for a little while in that Asia Cup game. Um, that did not follow the regular script. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, you know, it got off to an inauspicious start when we went with the uh, announcements and then some of these teams decided to say that certain players declined the invitation for various reasons, which is always interesting. I think the average fan can sort of figure that obviously this time of year with with the NBL where it is and obviously with NBA in full swing, it's not going to be the full strength team. But at the same time, I don't know you need to go ahead and denigrate anyone that is putting on the green and gold but uh yeah not the best the best way to kick it off but no but yeah it ends up being what a 14 point win so we um like nick k is gonna kind of have to carry that team a fair bit through this uh yes which thankfully he was able to do last night those those uh rebound tips um was it got a, a at one stage I think he had three of them in one offensive possession because he was able to just keep tipping it out, tipping it out of the uh, of the missed long and mid range shots. So eventually that one went in, and yeah, look, he he stepped up. Um, Mitch McCarron did as well. He was a bit unlucky with at least one of his fouls there, but that's that's life. Um, it is what it is. But yeah, look, you know, Korea seized their opportunities early and brought the defense was a little bit of a hard watch as uh, as an Australian fan when they went to the Korean timeout with no <laughs> translations. But uh, look, you know, it, it is also FIBA. I mean, it, it is what it is. They went, they went, they went to um, they went to that huddle, and then they seemed as if like someone on the um, back in the broadcast truck had had the piece in their ear, and someone had been said, right. Gorgian is about to blow up and just swear at everyone. Yeah. Go to the other because yeah. they went Go three times else. in a row. Three <laughs> times in a row they went back, and it was like, yeah, I'm not that. There was just no crossover on the language. Like it wasn't, you know, something, 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 and then you know, rebound. There was just there, there was nothing. There was nothing to pick up. But you know, it, it was still interesting to see how um, Paul Casey would take a deep breath collect his thoughts and then as soon as they'd wrap that up just go right well (laughs) maybe just have yeah like you know how in the nbl sometimes they'll just throw to the sideline person maybe do that for the minute yeah (laughs) look you know all good Derek rucker can we just get an update on how things are going (laughs) or rosetta stone for basketball just so that we can play along at home and be more cultured and expand our horizons and but no yeah, it's a, the FIBA coverage is always interesting, to say the least. So it's kind of a, you know, mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. It, <clears throat> it is, but they eventually got it done. And realistically, Ballarat crowd got themselves quite a game because Australia were behind by up to 13 points. And they just, Korea just kept them behind until about the six minute mark in the fourth quarter. They finally got back in it. Then it was a little bit of a tussle. And then, of course, Australia just ran over in the end, which did follow the regular script, but that normally happens about halfway through the second quarter in these games. So, yeah. well, hopefully, it's a bit of a, a wake up call, if anything, to so that from the, the outset, those guys are locked in. Whereas I know, I know it's not certainly not our best team, and like it's a lot of young guys, but they're probably 
bunch of those guys nervous as heck. But yeah, hopefully you get like your DJ Vasilovic's and stuff like that really show up. Like I know he had 14 points, but you know, you got to get more out of someone of that caliber who realistically could be in like the Olympic team this year. Yeah, well, there were seven boomers on Dubu. Um, Bannon ended up with a double-double, and he definitely looked like early. He looked like he was a bit nervous. Totally understandable. Yeah. You know, but by the end of the game, he shook that off, and he was looking a lot stronger. Not uh, not quite um, the same Bannon we saw in that Breakers game late, but yeah. where he just knocked everything down from three with that slight, you know, clunky release that he has, but still. He was, he was knocking yeah, them no, down like crazy. Argue with results. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, young fellas with some experience ended up getting it done. And uh, they're, uh, they're on the road and play again shortly. But realistically, um, you know, they're going to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they definitely should. So if they um, can kind of put together what they did in the fourth quarter, then move that going forward. But, yeah, just, uh, just a little bit too youthful at times. They look like they were... Yeah, they had that over overconfidence you get in young men sometimes. They're like, no, I can thread that. Like, no, I can make that. No, that defender's not completely in the lane. I can get that pass through. But it was all good. We got it done in the end. And uh, defense was was one of the keys down the stretch. Which, uh, wasn't necessarily there early. All right, MBL Awards, gentlemen. The MBL Awards. Let's look. Let, let's have a chat. Uh Bryce Cotton, he's picked up the the big one, the MVP. I believe I believe his fourth. Yeah. Anyone? Uh, well, you you picked him at the start of the year. We were saying who could be the in the all NBL teams, and for the first like out on a limb. for the first <laughs> for the first like four weeks, I was like, I'm next time I'm on, I'm telling Mal about this, <laughs> and then. It was a little bit longer than I'd anticipated, and all of a sudden, Bryce Cotton's the best player in the league again. Yeah, he, um, he, oh, if you just take out like the first five weeks, this is probably the best season that he's had. Like, it's undeniable that he was the, the best performing player this year. And yeah, their and team look, was very successful in the end. Yes. Well, you know, thus far. Yeah. Thus far. But uh, yeah, look, things were. Things were that bad. His own wife jumped on the socials to say how bad things were going. So never a good idea for the record. No, no. Well, just leave it in the drafts. <laughs> draft. Don't even put it in the drafts. <laughs> Open up the notes app and maybe yeah. pop it in there yeah. first, and, yeah. and then just show, show him, like, or, or show your partner. Just I'm thinking about this. What, what do you think? I mean, like, did it work though? Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. The, Something was the catalyst. Yeah, maybe we all should go out on the limb. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Jeez, yeah. Anna's been playing like shit lately. <laughs> Whoa. And then she just goes on like a 30-pointer game scoring tear for the rest of the season. <laughs> he wasn't shooting well. He was shooting the terribly. That, you know, you kind of maybe some regression to the mean in the sense that that gets going. But also beyond that, I think he just it was the best I've seen him play. Mm. Uh, in the back half of the season for sure so yeah i had heard like they changed their rules on like use of mobile devices and stuff at the stadiums so players just aren't allowed them and apparently he would use his phone as a like a kind of calming thing before a game to de-stress de and desensitize and then 
come into the game like with a clear mind. And then that adjustment at the start of the season, obviously, like if you've in your habits, that's Mm. part of your routine. Obviously, it's going to take a while. But, you know, I guess he ended up getting used to it or something was the catalyst to make him um, start start scoring the shit out of it. (laughs) Well, yeah, things definitely turned around for him in in a big way and he was able to turn around and another MVP and it just goes to this, you know, amazing australian history that uh that he has yeah. so. just quickly does anyone have i don't think anyone would say he wasn't a worthy winner is there any other candidates anyone would like to shout out or look uh you know i i saw this from the start of the season so uh <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't know i don't think anyone was i think you could like mention people but at the same time it was pretty clear yeah. runaway like you you got yep. your Jackson Parker Cartwright, and he was really good the whole season. Anthony Lamb was really good for the um, for them. Um, Bubbles, obviously, incredible season. His best season of his career, probably at age what thirty um, yeah, four. Look, yeah, look, wants to go to Paris. One hundred and fifty yeah. odd days. So yeah, and then I, I, I know Sobey's probably worth a, a note yeah. on there. He was really, really good this season. Kind of obviously, the bullets not making the. Yeah. making the play in scuttles you, you can't really be the most valuable player yeah, if, if your team doesn't yeah. make it but you know honorable mention yeah yeah for least. sure like they're just some names that you could put out there even like if creaky's team had have performed right. yeah. better like his individual numbers were outstanding it's just his team ended up being really bad yeah and you know that that in essence is what bumped him realistically back to second team yeah you know for for both those so all right dean vickerman he got uh coach of the year and he really big cj your boy ninnis (laughs) (laughs) three years baby (laughs) no um i think there was a lot tatum didn't get a nod either there's a lot of worthy candidates there tatum did an outstanding job um after he took over and has been rewarded as such with a a, a couple of years of contract so he was incredible obviously and i also really, like that they've locked that in before the play-in playoff actually yeah. starts it's, yeah. it ge- really does genuinely show a little bit of faith yeah which is good as opposed to waiting see how it goes and then Maybe it'll take the foot off the pedal now, though. And you know, he's like, ah. Other teams locked Peter in. Up. Peter Contract's up. locked. <laughs> Other teams locked it in before next season starts. So maybe that's chess versus checkers. Right <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to your story shortly. Don't worry. Um, but, yeah, like there's there was a, a lot of worthy candidates, I think, this year. Like you look at John Rilly, Dean Vickerman, Tatum, um, even uh, – Shula was fantastic, like mm. to to get them from where they were to now where they are. But yeah, yeah you could. It was a uh, hotly contested race. I probably would have leaned to Tatum if I'm honest. Yeah, him taking over and them like last year clearly being the worst team, like in the league. Yeah, I think if you if you look at what was expected and the output, Tatum's case is pretty robust. Yeah, because he took over midseason, and they, they were bad. We really thought they were going to be bad. And then all of a sudden, you're like, actually, this team is really good, and and uh, so yeah, I think from that perspective, we all thought Melbourne were going to be really good, and they were. Yeah, but uh, that doesn't mean it's an easy job. Just you know, you got to yeah, with a, a lot of guys, somehow. like like you're juggling a lot of egos. Mm-hmm. 
getting yes, a lot sir. of buy-in so indeed all right uh what else have we got let's let's head to my favorite the defensive player of the year award sorry the damien martin trophy mm. let's, let's put some respect on it i mean it, it should be named that like quite happily <laughs> what do you have seven or eight all of them it's a, <laughs> Just, it was a lot yeah i think there was one year in the middle he didn't yeah. and it was like looking at it, i was like was he was he injured what, what yeah that's probably guy? when he broke his jaw yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh shayili took that one away for united any uh any other candidates or are we are we happy with that one i'm pretty happy with it i i did like the case for um sam mcdaniel even Mitch Norton, both of those guys were incredible on defense this year. Um, but I do think Shea is kind of like half a step up from those two. As as much as like Sam McDaniel can kind of guard a few more positions than Shea, but Shea's just so disruptive for those guards. I I probably want to lean to a bigger, like a big. Just because you're a big girl. Well, no, just because I feel like they set your hot medium table big. for everything. Medium, medium big. It's a lot medium. easier. <laughs> It's a lot easier for Ellie to do what he does when you've got some of those the tall timber back there um, in support. But at the same time, I, I in this instance, I don't know if anyone else separated themselves. Yeah, I mean, to, to make the case, if you put like if your Magnes or someone had played like if he had played proper starting yeah. minutes, and you extrapolate like his Full one season. point so, something blocks a game in yeah. fifteen to twenty minutes to like a thirty minute a game guy like. It'd be, I'd think he'd pretty clearly take it. But yeah, when you're only playing that sort of minutes, yeah. then you can't really take home the uh, the big prize. All right, most improved player. Yeah, I think we were both pretty on this. Oh, so Sean McDonald got it. Yep. I thought he was quite good last year um, in the role that he was playing. He shot the ball really well. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I I don't know if I'm being biased. But I thought it was pretty clearly Tyrell Harrison. Yep. Like he was, he went from being like the ninth man. Obviously, he was injured a little bit last year, but even when he was healthy, he was like the ninth man in the rotation mm -hmm. and was not making a big impact. And then this year, he was probably the third best center in the league. Mm -hmm. Like, what behind... was it? It was only uh, one season, maybe maybe two seasons ago, I think. Um, when you had Rucker was on the baseline, basically writing off how Tyrell is mm. just not not big enough, not at the level Brisbane needs. This, that, and the other during <clears throat> during a game when he just come back and you know playing not too badly at that point, just before another injury um, took him down. But it was it was that sort of thing. No one's saying that anything near that about him this season. Yeah, and I think also um, going to Ant's point if you kind of looked at McDonald's trajectory, mm. I think, again, you would have kind of expected this to, this to happen. I, it, Harris came out of nowhere. And I'm wondering if, like we talked about Ari's second team and, and, and stuff like that with some of the guys, just where the bullets finished was had any impact mm. um, on that sort of, does he take it if they, because let's say they're in the playoffs right now. He's a, very big part of the reason why yeah i wonder when the voting did happen because yeah. yeah, he did have a he did have a stinker in the last game too so I, like 
if it happened straight after the season, then I don't know if it's recency bias because he was in that mm-hmm. game against New Zealand. Like he really should have dominated that team and he was like he had popcorn fingers. Popcorn know? fingers. Yeah. Oh. How did you know, he first? You know, like uh, the longest yard. He's like, I shouldn't eat that popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay, a lot I'm of things. I'm glad we got back there because yeah. I'm just thinking of literally popcorn on the no, tips no, of fingers. Well, there's a lot of things that no, a lot of things that character shouldn't have done yeah. in that movie. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the reference. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. cool, 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 yeah. cool. Yeah. So I think like if if it was after that, maybe that was recency bias, but I really, other than that game, I don't see a reason why he should not have got that award. Yeah. Look, he, he, he really turned it around you know? and whether it's through, uh, you turn things around through, you know, a stretch of injury or just, you know, whatever he came back was healthy and just played out of his skin all season. So tough yeah. one. Not taking anything away from Sean McDonald, but I, I, yeah, I just thought Tyrell made a much bigger leap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, anyone want to talk about referee of the year or are we right to move that along? Oh, Vaughn's a good guy. I like <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Vaughn Mabry for referee of the year. Well, we'll, we will, um, leave the NBL awards there. We, we won't, we won't go too much deeper. We, um, oh, You're not running on. six man. And Clark, yeah, do you you wanna? Yeah, I, I thought Magnay should have got it yep. pretty comfortably. He was incredible in his minutes off the bench, mm-hmm. getting like almost a double double with a block and like a steal in fifteen to twenty minutes a game was pretty wild. Especially after coming back like six games into the season from quite a long stint of injury, and then just immediately having a really, really genuinely strong um, impact on the team. So. Yeah, I thought he should have got it, but Ian Clark also had a quite a good season off the bench. And as a as a former former like NBA uh, champion, it's pretty um, nice commodity to have that guy coming off the bench. Yeah, m- most. Uh... Are you saying he wouldn't have come off the bench in Adelaide? Yeah, I'm. I, I just, <laughs> I'd say it you most, saw him play. <laughs> I'd say almost any other team. <laughs> yeah, so maybe there's a bit of bit of bias towards a certain region of Australia when it comes to some of these awards. If you were if you were maybe scrutinising a little too closely. Well, let's um, let let's have a look at some of the major awards. We've got. Uh, uh, Next Generation Award went to Sam Froling. Melbourne United took home three of them um, with coach, uh, defensive, and sixth man. Was it Sean McDonald had the uh, for the Jack Jumpers? Vaughan's pretty neutral. Um, Sometimes. Yeah, Bryce Cotton <laughs> over in Perth. And then the game time by Kmart player was uh, Sunday Dash. From the Adelaide 36ers. Yeah, so, I, I mean, he's got that like three times. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think the fans' MVP was also Bryce, which makes sense. Yeah. Tough to argue with. Yeah. 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 So, especially when you've already got four regular ones. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it is nice though when the fans and the professionals get it both, both come out with the same one. It's, yeah. It's always yeah. nice. All right. It is time for. I don't know what Jared's ginormous take out of <laughs> working hypotheses. That's oh. what we're just going to shop these. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to working hypotheses <laughs> with Jared Pickering. 
So this one um, is sort of born out of our um, performance last World Cup, just coming back from the US, um, reintegrating with Australian basketball. And it's this working theory that perhaps the infrastructure in Australian basketball leads us to, to develop young players that are not bucket getters and are specifically more secondary playmakers, good defensively, make the extra pass to all that stuff at an elite level, mind you. This isn't a knock on these guys. But what we seem to lack right now as a national team is an A1 scorer that can go and get a bucket when we need it. Um, Patty Mills filled that role. So, you know, if you look around the world, Dennis Schroeder, these guys that aren't necessarily in that role at whatever team they play for during the season, during the year, when they play for their national team can assume that role. And I think it's our biggest question going in the, into the Olympics. And so you look at what we're doing at the junior level. Are we teaching people not to shoot, not to take shots? Because let me tell you, when you get off the plane in the US and you go to any gym in the country, you'll be like, well, they can, can take that shot. This <laughs> is, and uh, I'm sure there's other places throughout the world where the mentality is a little different, and maybe we're not fostering that. So I want just honest thoughts. Opinions. Yeah, I I I tend to agree. I think uh, especially at a junior level, it um, comes off a lot of the time as selfish basketball, and that and unless you're quite elite from a young age, you're definitely not encouraged to take like tough contested shots or or go one out or one-on-one like with quite a few dribbles or however they kind of get to it, especially, yeah, especially at that junior level, if you're not already being quite dominant, like you see players like your Tyrese Proctor, he has those abilities and that's why he's where he is at the moment, like doing really well at Duke. Um, but for the most part, a lot of these guys that are really talented play within themselves and then play, that secondary role really well. And then I guess when you get to the higher levels, you don't have the capacity to then level up into that like superstar mm. space rather than just staying at a uh, complementary role player or, or a good starter. Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones that's growing on me. The more I think about it, it's like, Hmm. And I like, I'm not going to say it, sit here and tell you, I ever had the chance of getting to that level, but I, I can, even when I was a junior, I can think back to, um, I had a little sweet little baby hook that you know was rather, uh, I thought it was gorgeous. Um, you know, had a fairly high success rate compared to the other people in Grafton and, uh, things like that. But I can, oh, I remember always whenever I do one, even in a social night game, there was a player on my team um, who we'd play juniors with and no matter what, where I was, how close I was, how many, do, anytime the hook shot, ah, no hook shots. Ah, and, you know, almost channeling his inner Bruce Leonard while trying to yell at me. He had nowhere near the street cred of one Bruce Leonard to, uh, to actually make me stop. Hence why I still do it. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, th there's a lot of that, Ooh, you know, sort of, you know, we, we almost have that, uh, ah, really that shot. Yeah. That's, and it's, it's, you know, it's not a, cause, cause you go over to Europe and there's still guys that can go and get buckets, you know, Jokic being a prime example of a guy who you don't think of as necessarily a ball hog, but if he needs to get 40, he'll get 40. And so. 
Uh, I think it's just one of those things where I know when I grew up, it was like that. And it you just wonder, you come into the NBL, you're really servicing other guys to take shots. We're almost looking as a national team, like, can we find an import to fill the scoring void? Because we have perimeter defense and spades. We have three and D. We have um, versatile bigs that can guard multiple positions, but also make connecting passes and whatnot. But we don't have the person that, with two minutes to go, you so we'll give them the ball, we'll get something good for sure. Um, and we're kind of hoping somebody... Now, there's, they're young enough, you know, yeah. that they can definitely, Giddy and, and such, can potentially get to that level, but they're not there yet. And it's a big question going into the uh, into uh, the, the Olympics. Yeah, well, even if you just have a quick glance around the NBL, like, what Australian guys are you looking at that you're like, he's a elite off the dribble scorer like would you say Sobi? he's and gonna then, be in your top like he's gonna be one of the first names out of your mouth and then sure. maybe dj and yep. then who else are you looking at that's an aussie that's really like a bucket getter like it's like if you throw on the ball one-on-one no screen needed they can get you a basket yeah it's it's a short it's, it's a short list mm. like you really look at it and it is like as much as like Australian defense is really good and that probably doesn't help the offensive capabilities. But I think when you look at it like that, we're almost team first to somewhat the detriment of right. our own abilities, um, which like for the most part, it's really handy to have a lot of team first guys. But if you're trying to develop talent, that's going to be that 1% of the world. And it's going to be difficult now because we've we've been to Tokyo and we've finally cracked that bronze medal. Mm. Now, from there, the next tier up, that's that's a much more difficult... Um, and to be clear, FIBA Paddy filled that role for oh, yeah. many years. So yeah, it's yeah. not that we haven't had it. It's just in the next generation. And do are we doing enough to foster that? and develop part but when he does go back to the nba he does not play that role exactly so yeah. i don't think it necessarily has to be you're doing that in the nba right i just think you no. have to have it and and you either do or you don't but and that's why i think schroeder like germany was a great example because schroeder would yeah incredible go and get buckets and then you watch him pass the ball and depending on what team he's on and how he's feeling um you know be more of a distributor so yeah but don't forget he also had daniel tice with him you know, Tice was good. Tice was good. <laughs> I've been and waiting had, a long had, time to say Tice was good. Like, yeah, but he had the Wagner's. Yeah, uh, it's, look, his autographed cards right there. Like, I mean, uh, the one that you kind of got to hold hope for is like yeah, Tyrese Proctor. Like, he looks like he could be something really good. And um, Furphy, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with Furphy. Yes, he absolutely. looks. He looks like he could turn into something i mean he was special. an amazing story because what july he's what 13 points a game or something at the the uh, under under 20 nationals or something yeah which is not bad to be clear but isn't something that makes you think oh he'll start at kansas his yeah. first year and there. now he's averaging 13 a game <laughs> he wasn't even signed with kansas until august he started the last 10 games and if you can they're they're showing a lot of kansas games on ko so i recommend if you're if you're keen for a for a good watch he's He's out there almost 35 plus minutes a night. Yeah, he's incredible. So. Six foot nine, athletic. Excellent defensive player. Gets it off quickly. Yeah. Um, Creates a little bit. Like it's not, yeah, it's not so, to that level yeah. that you'd 
one as like a primary scorer, but you can kind of see the flashes. So I don't know. Like you, you see those guys and you can kind of hold hope that maybe we will turn out some of those dudes. But it, it also depends where you end up. Like Jack White was that guy when he was a junior. Like he was an incredible scorer. He um he kind of created a lot off the dribble and, and could shoot and get to the hoop. And then he got over to Duke and he got asked to play a different role. And yeah. being a team first guy, he mm-hmm. did such and put on a ton of weight to like right. fill that center role that they needed him. That that that's why I did it. Um, yeah, yeah. Same reason. <laughs> hey, same same sort of way too. Just yeah, needed to fill that center role. Yeah. Um and you did, grow you a did foot, the but, you did the yeah. bulking and then you're like, do they oh you had to go to the gym as well. <laughs> Bulk for days. Tyler. Bulk for days. And hey, I have a gym membership. Yeah, <laughs> that's how gyms make money. Yes. So yes. Mal's going to be yes. the leading scorer for Australia at the next. No, is that is that how we got this? In like uh, a few months. Jeez. Not even in my wildest dreams <laughs> would I wake up and think leading score yeah, tracker. On. Tracker of <laughs> Look, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, look, interesting theory. Let us know what you. Uh, let us know what you think out there. We'll uh, pop this, pop it up on the socials, and uh, if if you've got a similar, you know, hotish or mildly warm take uh, on the Australian system or something like that, make sure it's a working hypothesis. You know, actually think it through. Uh, yeah. But uh, do get in touch with us here, of course. At Ball don't lie. All right, boys. NBL playing. Um, unfortunately, bullets didn't make it. They, yeah. uh, Abercrombie's last game, man. Like, yeah. You know, it just, uh, didn't, didn't work out. You know, you could argue that a couple didn't turn up. Um, and it just, it had the feeling of a game that they weren't necessarily just ready and vibing for the bullets. Yeah. It, they, they came out a bit, a bit slow. And I think there was nerves. There certainly looked like it. Like I was saying about um, Tyrell when we were talking about most improved, he he looked a little nervous. Like, and that was a game where their front line and they got in a ton of foul trouble. Like those guys were in foul trouble from very early in the game. He should have been able to really like take over. And like he has for parts of the season, like in games, you could throw it to him and he'd get hot for three, four minutes and mm-hmm. score ten points and get five rebounds. But in the game, he just kind of. I don't know. He tried to over dribble and couldn't finish. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you guys think about the uh, the my working hypotheses of the strategy of them announcing that this was going to be Abercrombie's last potential last game to get him up for it? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, Definitely. perfectly played. Yeah, I was talking to someone about it, um, and they we were trying to figure out if they had said it because they thought they were going to lose. Mm-hmm. And that then they would still have a good atmosphere in the crowd, or if they thought they could use an extra boost to get them over the line. And turns out the extra boost, uh, yeah, yeah, came in handy because every second that he stepped on the floor, those fans were wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that's a working hypothesis, more uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy, <laughs> but 
I'll 100% I mean, agree yeah, with I it. like it. Yeah, it I, was, yeah. I, I did think something yeah. similar at the it time. I was like, that's rather interesting mm. timing. And will it have that outcome? And sure enough, it did. Because yeah. you're yeah. right. He was like, yeah, yeah, they were really good. The crowd got up for it. And yeah, they played well. They got it done, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, bullets end their season. But um, quick report card from the Brisbane Bullets. What grade would you give them? A being excellent, E being last year. No Fs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going off I'm not five, saying five I'm going. System, yeah, yeah, okay. Five point scale. I just thought uh, I'd clarify. I wasn't yep, going to the air scale, so I'm backing <laughs> Mal in on that. Yeah. Right. C is kind of your, you know, your middle of the road sort yeah. of pass mark. Yeah, I'd just go... I'd go a, a flat B, flat approaching okay. on a B plus. Okay. Um, it was a lot more successful season than last year. It was a really good change with Shula coming in. Um, I think we, like, if I think if Shannon Scott didn't get injured early and kind of lose his way, I think things could have been different down the stretch. But yep. he, um, yeah, really fizzled out in the second half of the season. Was pretty, um, pretty average for. Yeah, like a, he was one of the worst imports in the end. Like he was quite underwhelming. Um, but no, we sh- showed really good signs. I think if we get just another, like one more guy that can really score the ball, um, Casey Prather will really help. Um, he looked good in spots, not so much in that last game against New Zealand. But um, yeah, I think I think overall... But from what I hear, he's more of a signing for next year. Yeah, yeah I think when overall... When he's back and healthy, he should be. Yeah, overall, it was a reasonably successful season. Jared? Yeah, I think I'm going to go the B+. I think there's a little bit of recency bias because we kind of think that last game was a bit flat and it's easy to sort of say this. I, You know, coming into the year, there was optimism, but I don't... Looking at how it did end up playing out, the optimism I had didn't really manifest. Um, it, it manifested in other ways. So, um, and I think that was the exciting part as it does look like there's some infrastructure there now that bodes well going forward. Um, so I do I do think I'll give it the plus. I'll be a little bit more generous than it. Okay, I went slightly a different way. I didn't go the A. Um, I actually went with a little bit more of a C minus, and I'll explain my oh, thinking. Oh, wow. All right. Because um, I think realistically, C plus or above, you're in the playoffs. Okay. You know, don't get me wrong. Last year was an E. It is was. This, is this how you grade it, it in was the awful, classroom? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't win, you got to uh, There was one A and everyone else failed. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, what they've come seventh. Everyone else behind them, including the thirty sixes, are getting D's at best. <laughs> there was teams. There was other teams behind the bullets. We just had to say the thirty-six. Yeah, thirty-six is E. <laughs> but compared to that E they had last year, like this, uh, I think they've shown amazing growth. Things are on the turnaround. Like going from E to C in like my educational background, that's a huge jump. And I think this absolutely is. They went from what felt like a no hope almost team. Um, when you were watching, they didn't feel like they had a lot of hope to win games. They were almost in every single game, um, apart from the couple where <laughs> they flat out weren't. Yeah. But they were the minority, not the majority. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and there wasn't and as ev- many of those games where 
You go, oh, they're doing the bullets thing. Yeah, again. they're doing the bullets thing. I do like that the host brought in the grading scale after we awarded grades. <laughs> <laughs> I put it out there early. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, on your system, um, what everybody, if bullets are getting a B, then what everybody who made the playoffs? No, I don't, I don't I think, think it's, it's where I thought they were going to be. Yep. And how they got there, I think it was a successful season. I mean, technically, they tied for the what the fifth spot, and they lost on percentages. Yep. So, I don't know. I I just think that um, just going off like what our expectations were and where they were at the end of last year, I think to make that jump um, with almost a completely new roster as well, mm. and it's not like we bought in like a huge name we bought in guys that were good role players at other places that had solid foundation no one like we're not bringing in i don't know like both the webster brothers like perth did last year who were like were quite elite before that you know we're bringing in nordos and sam mcdaniels that all play a really good role Oh, come on, mate. We brought in DMAC. I mean, yeah. <laughs> do names get bigger? <laughs> unfortunately, he's not still playing. This is good. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. I that's think, a good point. I think for what we had and, and how Shula coached it, I think that's a like a B grade is, is pretty respectable. But like, you're right. You I, your I will bump it up no, to no, a no. C. Plus. Yeah. Keep, keep, I'll oh, give you a, And like I said, in, in, my, in my breakdown of it, it certainly wasn't a negative thing. Like from where they were to where they've come, yeah. that's a huge turnaround in one year. Amazing. Yeah, I yeah. think if you're just looking at the NBL as a whole and not taking into account their past seasons or anything like that, then yeah, C plus is mm-hmm. an adequate grade because that's kind of they're in the middle of the pack. And it's really hard not to be excited for next year if you're a Bullets fan yeah. because it looks like it. This is the beginning, not yeah. We're the... building to something as opposed to. We're trapped in a car, doors are locked, and there's a cliff coming up real fast. Yeah, and obviously, like, your Bannon is only going to get better next year. Like, he's 23 years old. So dudes like that are going to be bigger and better, and, like, Casey Prather and stuff is going to be better next year. So indeed, good signs. Let's get into playing. Let's let's have a quick look at the, the knockout games. Really weird times. Extremely weird. I... Four thirty t- on a yep. on a Wednesday yep. afternoon. Yep. Double take. Yep. Um, I think this is so the New South Wales fans, uh, New Zealand fans, can watch. Um, yeah, but they're playing at six thirty, which is eight thirty New Zealand time. <sighs> I don't know, mate. No, nine nine thirty New Zealand I time. Like, I, I don't book their schedule. The rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't fully understand why they didn't switch those games. Then have you didn't? You guys Sydney didn't bite at... back this much when I said C minus earlier. Like, Come on, <laughs> it just was really weird. <laughs> yeah, look, odd times, but especially for a Wednesday night. But hey, maybe every they want everybody in bed early. Should be good games though. Oh yes, very much so. Okay, Jack Jumpers taking on the Hawks. Who who we got? It's a really interesting matchup, actually. Uh, I, and I, she's knockout too. Like yeah. there's no, there's one game, yeah. season can be done. Must I could see. I Must could see that. Illawarra just like getting hot and Gary Clark just torching like Jack McVeigh and and those guys at that four position. But I'm just gonna stick stick with what I know and and <laughs> go with the Jackies. 
I think they're going to get it done. They're going to like if you if you're a betting man, it's just a safer pick. Like they play gamble responsibly. Game, yeah, don't <laughs> listen to me most of the time. Um, they play. They play. Other winning tipsters are available. Yeah. <laughs> Do not come at me in the comments if you didn't, if you lost. <laughs> um, no, right. but they just they just play uh, high level defense and it's consistent. Like they play. Stru- structured basketball and they're not going to get fast and loose and that way there's a lot less fl- fluctuation like m- there's a good chance they're going to win if Illawarra get hot and get fast then Illawarra might get it but the uh, majority of the time that's that's Tazzy's uh, wheelhouse I think they'll they'll slow them down on the back of everything you've just said I'm taking Hawks Jared okay I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going the Jackies because I do think they are sort of a, a a sleeping giant in the sense that the record probably not as good as some of the statistics and just the eye test says they should be um but <laughs> you do have to worry they have um barfed up a lot of late game situations <laughs> during the year and it's hard not to imagine this will be another late game situation, but I'll take the Jackies because I just I have liked their team all year, um, and I'm kind of just waiting for them to put it all together. So please do it on Wednesday at four thirty. Four thirty p.m. Four thirty Eastern. All right, talking about teams putting it together. Kings versus the Breakers. Yeah, the Kings <laughs> winning by a franchise record fifty five points last week. Yeah, in a game they were never ever ever going to lose. Ever. I mean, they lost it two weeks ago with. With Phoenix having yeah, but they weren't losing this one. Yeah, (laughs) I promise you, (laughs) not on the road. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. All right, look, these games are really hard to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with my gut because it's almost always wrong, but it gives me a strong decision out of the gate. (laughs) Uh, Look, give me the breakers. There's just a certain something about the Kings. You know, with all this talent, all this story, making it into the play-in and this, you know, Cinderella run cut short week one of the play-in. Like, there's, there's something about the that story. Yeah, for the I love the script, baby. Give me the script. I'll, give I'll go me one Enzo. further. This time next week, Gorge will be the head coach of the Kings. They're out oh. and they're just rolling the slate clean because we know is he's he still available. He, he turns out he is. <laughs> Uh, so let's give me, uh, give me the breakers and, uh, and yeah, there's definitely some bias cause I love it when the big market teams get bounced, but, uh, being a magic fan and Adelaide fan. <laughs> now you guys both went with breakers. I'm, I'm rethinking my pick. <laughs> That's how good we are. Uh, no, now I think I'm going to go with the Kings just to go against you guys. Uh, oh. they're just, I don't know. It, it's really hard to tip against them in a one, like just a one game. Because the variance, it's the same with Illawarra. Like the variance in their basketball is so high. Like they play so fast and so loose. Anything could happen. Mm. <laughs> and their talent is so ridiculously yeah. good. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And it is. And this is the annoying thing about them because they have not lived up to anywhere near that right. this season consistently. Like their first half versus their second half, just two separate teams. Mm. It's two completely different teams. But yeah, give me the Kings in a tight one or the Kings losing by 20. <laughs> Five. It's going to be one of the two. <laughs> yeah, with everyone just doing that. Okay, coach, you want me in? All right. And just lumbering up to yeah. sub in and no, no energy, no nothing. Either, yeah, the, yeah. Either, either the Kings win by like five to ten points or they lose by 20. I, it, I cannot see it going another way. 
there's a big part of me that loves the idea of them um, uh, like lose, getting to the point where they're down late in the game and the Kings just turn into uh, round three Perth Wildcats fans and just start booing <laughs> relentlessly. And, you know, not that I necessarily, you know, have anything really against the Kings. I just love a script flip, you know, like yeah. where at last two seasons, they just came from nowhere. They had that eight, was it uh, zero and eight start. Um, and then all of a sudden, yeah. boom, two yeah. rather consistent years of getting it done. And then whatever this year is, it's just, yeah. it's just not, not anything like, but all right. Uh, just in a couple of words, quick prediction for who's going to win the MBL. Jared. Melbourne United. That's two words. Two words. Yep. That's a couple. <laughs> well done. Um, Give me the Jackies. I'm running with them. Okay. I don't okay. know if it'll happen, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably have it like five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> the game will be over, and I'll be like, "Well, uh. you could have at least carried it on for a little bit longer yeah. by picking one of the teams like that Perth doesn't have to win this week." <laughs> no, give me, give me the Jackies. I'm, I'm like an underdog. All right. Um. Well, I can't take the Kings now. Um. After you, after you said they're going to lose. <laughs> So this is this is how you uh, what is it? Um, hedge your bets. Hedge your bets. Yeah, responsibly. Yeah, by taking what uh, fifth spot uh, to win the whole th- whole show. Uh, look, give me the Wildcats. Yeah, good uh, bet. Uh, I think they're they're in with a good shot. Yeah, I'm I'm out here on this you know rather precarious limb again, um, but yeah, look, they've had quite a good season. They get that little bit of extra time off. So I think they're the only team that has more talent than the Kings too. Like they've got to be the most talented, like just pure talent team, right? If you've got like Corey and Alex Sar and stuff off the Melbourne, bench, but 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 <laughs> I th- they're in that category yeah. where they're all you you can point to one team and say yeah they have enough horsepower mm. for sure. No, it'll be it'll be good. It's going to be a good finals. I think it'll be very um very interesting, especially I'd. Kind of have completely forgotten JLA is playing for Melbourne yeah. currently because he's just been basketball. in and out for the whole yeah. year. Yeah. So, and look, if he's out, uh, you know, at this point of the season, that, that's a game changer for them. Yeah. You know, um, look, we'll see how we go. It's going to be for the fans. It's going to be a great finish to the season. That uh, that, that parody in the NBL one. It's going to be great. All right, moving it slightly on. Let's let get to coach's corner because uh you two both have some you know strong strong feelings towards some teams that are having some uh thought you're gonna say towards the coaches and i was like (laughs) i wasn't sure that i had a hot take Uh uh-huh uh look let's let's start with the 36s Brian Gorge and next oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 oh for a brief so close 48 hour period (laughs) he was maybe gonna be almost head coach of the Adelaide 36ers. Look, was he though? You were like <laughs> determined not to let it. I didn't want to buy in, but if you're a fan, you're a fan and you start going, oh, you know, maybe and he does this and then you get, uh, and of course it didn't happen. But at the end of the day, uh, I think Minnis and Adelaide 36er himself, someone who gets that fan base um, and who did have success in a pretty bleak situation. I know it didn't end that well and we were joking, sort of like, well, the, He's the favorite to be head coach, but what if they lose the next two? And and they did lose the next two. But, uh, you know, I think 
it's it's something to get excited about. It just leaves you a little cold when it could have been one of the greatest ever, and it's and it's not that. But um, you know, I'm I'm excited as a fan to get behind him with a full off season because uh, we locked him in um, three years and right? see you know see what uh, what we look like this time next year. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a like it's a fine, like a pretty decent oh, fine, signing. I don't, <laughs> it doesn't get me. It sounds like an E, D, yeah. D minus, C minus. I'd say C. I'd say C. Yeah. He did a pretty good job. I don't know if it was just that CJ was doing a bad job, which it, it kind of seemed. Hmm. And yeah, you can't just test... anything but like that sort of coaching was good enough to then bring the pieces together. And it could, like, honestly, it could be the same for Tatum. I haven't heard th- good things about Jacomas. I've heard quite bad things about his mm-hmm. coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be all come out in the wash, like, once yeah, we'll he know. gets a proper proper run in and see how they actually turn up. But, yeah, the way that, I don't know, if it, if it was him, then fantastic. Like, the way that DJ and um, Isaac Humphreys and stuff got going towards yeah. the end of the season. It gives you promise for, as a 36ers fan for sure. Like they were really good down the stretch. Yeah. And over to you. Um, with your Milwaukee Bucks, you've got a couple of coaches so far this season. Uh, yeah. Two chance of a third. Did you want to throw <laughs> anyone do. or any team under the bus or are we bus free? What do you mean? Doc Rivers. Oh. Has no. a pen- pension for, according to some. Not me, just according to some. No, I, well, I I don't know. Look, I would suggest. I, at the at the moment, it's it's a little hard. Like it's been a hard watch kind of thing with how we've uh, been progressing, and you could put it down to Doc, or you could put it down to the All Star break coming up and players being fatigued. But since he's taken over, defense in Carbo, yeah, defense has improved. Offense has gone downhill quite substantially. But is that is that? That smells like a Doc Rivers team continue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it could be like Chris Middleton's been out as well and he's quite an integral part of our team. Um, so I don't know. I'd, I I kind of want to see how he adjusts to kind of those, what, like eight games that he's coached or 10 games that he's coached over that little break that you have at the All-Star and see yeah. what he comes out with in this second half of the season and hopefully, I don't know, like... Pat Beverly actually will make a difference on the team, just even just as a leader, like a vocal presence there. And and you can oh, see he won't it. shut up. No, I know. On the podcast especially, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think he's a fantastic player, but at the bare minimum, he'll bring the intensity and call people out, which is it's kind of needed when it it seems like we've become a bit complacent. So hopefully the like the like the addition of him and and the voice of Doc and kind of get us back on track and then hopefully we can figure out the rotation a little bit better. Like I'd look right. I'd really like to see some of the young guys that we, we drafted like to be that three and D kind of thing, actually getting rotation minutes. I thought, um, yeah, I thought both of them were pretty good at the start of the year. Like Bo Champ and Andre Jackson Jr. Both pretty elite defenders. So. Well, it's yeah. such a great last name, like Bo Champ. I mean, <laughs> It should be good, right? Yeah, but it should be good. I do give credit for the Bucks for trying this, though, because I often you kind of lament we went a season too long or a half season too long, and they just decided that it wasn't going to be. And it's a bold move to make, given where they were. 
So yeah. I'm I'm actually curious to see if it does pan out. I think it was yeah, it was a it was an odd move in the first place. I wasn't sold on the coaching as a hire, like especially with your Nick Nurses and stuff on the yeah. table. Like mm. he I would have much rather the guy that was coaching the team rather than the assistant coach, you know. Um, but you know, you gotta live with what, what they kind of decide. So Yeah. You know, this option yeah. was there at the start of the year. We could have just taken that. Um, but and people are like they're paying three coaches, but like when you actually look at his salary, um it was not very much. <laughs> it is it is like less than the minimum guy or mm. like around that minimum mark. Like it's not they're not paying like and look, coaches' salaries, yeah. they're still not at the level of if Detroit fired Monty Williams, then you're like, that's a lot of money to pay for someone <laughs> to not coach your team. If that guy cannot make a statement even remotely correct any time around his team. I mean, they, he came back from All-Star break and they asked him how, how it went for Jaden Ivey and uh, Duran. And he, uh, he said, or amongst all those talented players, he said, well, or Sarah Thompson wasn't there, so it wasn't that talented. And I'm just like, mate, can you just say it was great for them? And I wish the Ozar was yeah. there. Like, it's just not, do you need to take a course? But yeah. that's, an, that's for another day. Yeah. Look, he probably does. But anyway. <laughs> he's, he's taken the right course. This is how we get the number one pick. <laughs> he's been instructed. We want the number one pick. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Look a little bit like a loose cannon in these interviews and yeah. we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. It is that time. Um, look, all-star. Look, I'm just going to put it out there. Apart from Steph versus Sabrina. And... You can't take away the best part and be like, <laughs> how was it? <laughs> Apart from that really great thing um was there any other positive standouts quickly i mean the three-point comps always pretty good yeah everyone actually goes in and competes that's Mm -hmm. like i don't understand why people are scared to try and like the skills comp but they'll like put their reputation on the line as a shooter you know what I mean? Or or even like the all-star game, people aren't prepared to try. You don't think Scotty Barnes was trying in the skills comp? I mean, he tried harder than Ant. Shooting lefty. <laughs> that was obscene. And the fact that two of them went the wrong way when the the, the arrows are on the court. I like, didn't know that they had officials. It was an LED court. That was the winner of Saturday Night All-Star for me. No, was that was that, the loser. There, well, no, there were officials that told me the rules for these events that... Are, because Trey took the wrong ball and the three-point shoot off that I didn't know what was going on as it happened. Yeah, and he, they and told then it. she just stepped in immediately and waved it off and said, "You're done." I was but, like, "Well," but Cat also stepped on the line two times uh, in a row. Was like a a full like big uh, toe over the line, and yeah. they just and he was like two, and then they still counted it on the board. I mean, he still would have made the final, but. I love watching cats shoot above like, the break threes, so I'm not going to... That was in the corner. That's an the problem. I understand. I know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I, it sounds think... like we just won a All-Star Weekend three-point comp. That's it. Honestly, that's the only thing that was worthwhile. And, like, you could tell that um, Adam Silver was pretty... Um, disappointed would be a um, a nice way to put it on the effort that uh, the All-Stars put in. Yeah, and I don't know what you do to motivate it. I've heard all the 
yeah. stories doing or the I theories did, doing the rounds. I did hear a like, good idea that was to extend the All Star break to ten days so that the people that are involved in the All Star game actually have a week off rather than get getting rest. like two days and like you still that. using that as a rest. You know, um, but that's I can't see any that's of the other ideas. Thing, yeah. I don't. I just don't see any of the other ideas. It's got to be a like a self, a self motivated thing. You, there's not going to be something from the outside that the NBA can do to right. make them play harder. But nope. if there's like three guys that just want to compete and start trying to win, then you can. The uh, and it builds if you up. put three guys on one team. The other team will just get a sniff of it and step up, play some D, yeah, like, and yeah. all of a sudden, an actual game of basketball yeah. might break out. Even if you get like one guy on each team to really buy in, like, yeah, and they've I, got to be obviously, it would help if they're like starters. Yeah, but it would help. To, uh, <laughs> but if they like, if someone starts playing defense and like actually is trying and and pushing and gets yeah. a steal and stuff like that, none of the, like the little oh, little like touch steals and stuff then maybe it'll work but it's just you literally have to like beg just these say, guys. it's unwatchable yeah it it's is unwatchable i i for one it. did not watch it yeah i love nba it is unwatchable it's they you can't 200 enjoy, points you can't enjoy fiba and whatever that is yeah like there's no that that is a different sometimes sport. sometimes the nba is a stretch like this is i true. like it but sometimes true. it's a stretch like some of the stuff that they do in that is just ridiculous and we could have an entire podcast on uh things that give me the irrits about the nba compared to fiba but look we do need to move along um we've got some local card shop of wool and gabba crackham i have here a pack of uh optic 2022 2023 trading cards five pack so it's uh nba not nbl this week what's the word you use at the beginning too new too new yeah. <laughs> for those who haven't listened to uh kraken before i read the back of the cards the boys have to um call in with their buzzers let's go with uh jack innes <laughs> i just get hosed every time. yeah you could have gone gorgeous <laughs> oh I, I like that that's that's more salt in the wound let's go gorgeous for you jared and just so that there's no hard feelings jared we'll go with um uh Aunt, can you please go with uh mr cameron mr cameron, <laughs> mr. cameron. okay and just get used to the moniker yeah, for yeah. you know when the time comes all righty okay so i read the back um, when I get to the player's name, I get, I say somebody. All right, here we go. Card number one. Somebody gets plenty of pub for putting the ball in the basket. The long range swisher also re receives props for his ability to prevent opponents from doing the same thing. Locking in defensively, he shadows his man through screens trailing tight a, uh gorgeon <laughs> <laughs> kawaii and closing quickly to disrupt rhythm and stop shots from splashing and jesus <laughs> um have a crack and then i'll give you a team we'll mr cameron uh 
Jeez, that right, that has a certain something to it, doesn't <laughs> it? He's gonna get this right for sure. Trey Murphy, Jim? Uh, no. Ooh, all right. All right. Um, for the Golden State Warriors. Oh, Jesus. Is it? Oh, Mr. Cameron, is it? Oh, no, I can't. Surely it's not Clay. It is Clay Thompson. That's obscene. <laughs> well, it probably was back. Arguably. No, it was a year ago. That's a year ago. He was not, he was not shadowing. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, sure. Can we, can, can we give that half a point to everyone? Because it was so bad. No. Uh, no, after you guys attacked my, you know. <laughs> the grading scale. The grading yeah, scale. Come on. I got come minus on. five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You barely had a chance coming in here. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. All right. Also, I'm noticing you're not on the edge of the seat like you were last time. Like there was no more energy. On the line. There, there was maybe more you energy. Could, maybe you could take away his Shaq jersey. Anyway. <laughs> take away his Shaq jersey. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not against such things. <laughs> All right. Card number two. Defenders would find it easier to eat a slice, folded, of course, at every raised pizza in the five burrows than have to stomach four quarters against somebody. He gave the Kings plenty to digest on December 11, 2022. 27 points, nine boards, six assists, three steals, and two blocks. For the New York... Mr. Cameron? Yes. Is it Julius Randle? No. Ah. I was going to say for the New York Knicks, but he's no longer... Gordon. Uh, RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett. Maple Jordan. There we go. One apiece. One apiece. Okay. He started off real hot and I was kind of excited for their trade. And then you're like, now it's really showing that OG's a lot better than (laughs) (laughs) Definitely for what the Knicks needed too. Mm. All right. Card number three. This is all tied up, gentlemen. Um, Can we just shout out the clues? Like, themed they seem <laughs> they can always give me props that's fine i'll, I'll accept them <clears throat> lower uh, the card mel <laughs> <laughs> yep that's not props <laughs> <laughs> all right when the clippers need offense off the bench mr cameron yep is it norman powell <laughs> Would you believe it is? I really couldn't see it. I just <laughs> scoring off the bench is pretty the cards low. Over there. Thank you very much. There's only one guy that could have been. Okay. If you oh. said five by five by five, then I would have gone west. Mid thirties player and start with where they went to college. I'm there. Yeah, that's what I need. Give him some college stats. <laughs> All right. Somebody is often compared to Josh Giddy and Ben sorry that word's hard to say Ben Sim Ben Simmons Ben Simmons got there in the end which has little to do with all three of them being Australian Gorgeous. Oh, you, you, go, you know, you go, I didn't even get through Cameron. I didn't, <laughs> well, you had it. a harder, <laughs> and that's why Mal gives me the longer ones. <laughs> uh, Dyson Daniels. Hey, hey. So are we are we two Tied two? Up, yeah, two yes. and two. Going down go. the yeah. I'm Mem- going you know I'm going out in a blaze of glory. I'm not I'm shooting my shot. Remember what happened last time you yeah. guys you guys were tired of the last time? Shame on them um, Dyson the with the meniscus tear. Yes. Mm. 
It is. It uh, sucks worse than his first name, frankly. Um, That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, but a lot of things suck one. worse. Well, than this than is true. This is true. But uh, you know now, homeowner. Yeah, I've got a Dyson. Hey, <laughs> yeah, we do too. Uh, among, and I didn't even know we needed more than one type of vacuum, but we have. <laughs> One, two, three, four one, different types of vacuum. the one when you don't want to use the one that does the room with the thing. Yep. And then they're in-house vacuums. Yeah. They're nice vacuums. We can't possibly use them in the shed of vacuums. Yeah, we have the shop vac. <sighs> yes, I have a shop vac. No. <laughs> all right, this is good. Other brands are available. This is the day. All right. Last card for all the marbles, but not the jersey because you've already got it. Somebody continuously improved from the day he set foot in the league mastering any perceived deficiencies and developing a bag of tricks that would amaze Houdini against Minnesota on October 28th. Gorgian. I'm just going for it. Uh, Macau Bridges. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have all of the clues, the, the Mr. Pause, the pause. <laughs> Look, I hope they're magic things, so keep going. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Uh, on October 28, 2022, his hard work led him to a milestone as the surefire Hall of Famer past Carl Malone for most 20-point games in NBA history. Mr. Cameron, is it LeBron James? It's LeBron James. <laughs> it is. We're uh, on the number six and a nice my card insert. Uh, my house. Uh, oh, that's constantly, nice. So constantly, constantly fumble in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not a I'm bad. I'm proud of the way I went out. No regrets. <laughs> Are you though? <laughs> You're not first or last. <laughs> Just shoot your shot early. <laughs> no, uh, no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> not even one letter. <laughs> is it Damien Lee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wowzers i don't know mike mike brakowski <laughs> all right gentlemen huge thank you for joining me once again here on the show that's that's pretty much going to bring us to an end yeah it's been a good show we uh got, got to, to discuss it. a lot of different yeah. little things across the globe for hoops love it some nice some links. lukewarm takes well you know it depends who you are that that could be a very hot take indeed yeah. Indeed, especially if you were uh... calling out the whole Australian basketball system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Working G hypothesis. <laughs> Was it, uh, or as he will soon be known, uh, Jared Andrew Bogut Pickering. <laughs> 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thanks again, gentlemen. Really love it. All right. Uh, if you are out there listening, please do jump on the socials. Give us those likes, shares. If you are on a streaming service that does allow five-star reviews, please do that. That stuff really does help. But in the meantime, until you're listening to us again, just remember that ball don't lie. It never does.